help you weather the challenging times we're living through. Our reading today is from Deuteronomy 34, verses 1 through 9. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. The Lord showed him all the land, Gilead as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negeb, the plain, that is, the valley of Jericho, the city of the palm trees, and as far as Zor. And the Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord, and he buried him in the valley of the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. And then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. The idea we're going to deal with today is that God's servants come and go. Let's ask the Lord to bless our time together. Lord, help us to understand. Speak to us out of your word. We need your instruction. Hear our prayer for Jesus' sake. Amen. You know, as we read the pages of our Bible, I don't suppose we can find any servant of God that was more faithful than Moses, except for our Lord Jesus himself. I mean, think of it. Moses the murderer, Moses the exile, Moses who stammered, Moses God's choice to lead his people out of slavery, Moses the lawgiver, Moses the author of the first five books of scripture, and Moses ultimately the man of God. And yet in these verses we find a curious thing. Moses was not allowed to lead God's people into the land of Canaan. Because Moses, in a moment of peak, had failed to give God the honor and glory that he merits. Moses lost his earthly reward. He wasn't permitted to cross over the Jordan and into the land that God had promised to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. That privilege would be entrusted to Moses' servant, Joshua. This helps us to understand some important principles about God and the men and women that he chooses to use for a while— as his servants. First of all, I wonder if you've noticed that God has chosen to tarnish every one of his biblical heroes, except for one. Think about it. Noah got drunk and was shamed by his son. Joseph was a bratty teenager who had to be rebuked by his father. Abraham shopped his wife out to pagan kings to save his own skin. Gideon was a coward, needing constant reassurance from the Lord. And Samson, well, he was just plain senseless. David was a murderer and an adulterer. Do you get it? Do you see how the Bible makes plain that the human beings that God chooses to use in his story are never perfect instruments? There's only one hero in the Bible who's without a flaw, 
That's Jesus. Secondly, don't miss God's kindness to Moses, his flawed servant. It's true, Moses couldn't go into the land, but God let him go up onto the mountain and take a peek at what God had promised to give his servants. Now, perhaps you feel that that's a strange kindness, sort of like tempting someone with a chocolate cake and then refusing to give them a slice. Yeah, but just wait. This scene, this scene that we've read, isn't the end of Moses' story. And our last breath never is the end of our story, is it? Because the final scene comes in the New Testament with Jesus. Moses got to go into the land with Jesus. Did you know this? Listen to Luke 9, 28 to 31. Now about eight days after these sayings, he, Jesus, took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. See, Moses' weakness didn't cause him to miss his trip into the land. It only delayed it. Moses got there. He just couldn't get there without Jesus. You know, men come and go. The human instrument is never the hero of God's story. We are replaceable bit players in the drama of redemption that God is working out on the stage of human history. We walk onto the stage, we say our lines, we make our exit and are seen and heard no more. We're never the hero of the story, no matter how seemingly grand the part is that we've been assigned by the author. No. The true hero of every story in our Bible, ultimately, is God himself through Jesus Christ our Lord. Be careful that you don't fall into the very common trap of hero worship when it comes to God's servants. That option is never open to us. Worship God alone. Jesus is the hero of every story. Is he the hero of your story? Let's pray. Grateful for the hero of our story, the Lord Jesus Christ. Grant that we would be fascinated with him, grateful for him, expectant for his return. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Join us Sundays for our online service at 9 a.m. or our on-site services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We have an on-site evening service at 6 p.m. as well. Check out the App Store on your iPhone or the Play Store on your Android mobile phone to download our new BFC app. Search for BFC Sebring to get your copy. Thanks again for being with us. Stay safe.